0: Thank you for joining us as we elevate the Black entrepreneur experience by interviewing CEOs, fund leaders, innovative thinkers, and Black entrepreneurs across the globe. I'm your host, Dr. Francis Richards. Our next guest is an educator, academic coach, and founder of First Class Learning Academy. Welcome, Jessica Jones-Williams.
1: Hi, thank you so much for this opportunity. Um, I'm ecstatic to be, um, be able to speak with you tonight.
0: I've given our audience such a brief bio. why don't you share with our audience what you'd like them to know about you and
1: absolutely um i've been I've been passionate about education since I could remember from grade school before grade school really but um it's something that my parents helped cultivate um they they allowed me to play school, quote unquote, in the garage with my stuffed animals. And so it's just something that I've always loved and been passionate about and found that it's part of my purpose. So I pursued um, education in my secondary, -secondary, post-secondary education uh, career. And I launched the business after working in the public school system, realizing that I want to be able to work more in depth with um, the students, but just didn't have the time to do it in the classroom setting. So, um, especially with the demands of the classroom and that's what allowed me to, you know, move forward with launching the business.
0: Talk about um, your real reason for launching. We know with the pandemic, education is so important. Um, we're hearing statistics about our children are being left behind, and it's just an array of challenges in what appears to be a broken education educational system. How are you feeling? In-
1: Trying to um, one keep the keep my clients encouraged, um, letting them know that learning happens. In and out of school, uh, and through various methods and using various resources, and it's just not a one fit, one size fit all cookie cutter type of situation. So, um, encouraging them to think outside of the box, encourage encouraging them to recognize that their confidence comes from within, and as long as you have a, your confidence intact, then you can achieve. Anything um you know, so the teachers are there to help facilitate your learning, but they aren't really you know making you learn, so empowering them to let them know that they have the power of learning in their capable hands, <laughs> you know they just have to be able to uh tap into it, so the pandemic and my business um when that lunch, we was always virtual, I had the ability to be virtual, um, even though I would go to some of my uh, clients' homes and different things like that. But it was always allowing that flex- flexibility that most of the parents and the clients themselves enjoyed the most, um, just being able to learn and get what they need to support their learning uh, through various forms.
0: Speaking of clients, who is your idea? Anyone
1: who wants to um, wants to over overcome their struggle. It could it, it and sometimes the children um, that are in grade school they may not realize they want to. So the parents are the ones who are really seeking that um, or having that desire to seek out additional help, but once they get involved, they recognize, like, I like this feeling of understanding. So you lack your the understanding of something. That's when you should reach out to anyone or under any subject or anything in life, you know, to help gain that understanding because no one likes to be lost. <laughs> you know, having feeling lost is, it's just not a good feeling. So Um, My ideal client is someone who recognized that I need help or a parent that recognized that their child needs help and are willing to put in the extra step in order to get the help that they need. And it's always different for every single client. It's not it's not just a one set thing. Um, Sometimes it just people just need encouragement. Sometimes people just need to know. Did they do it right? You know, and, and they're doing it right, but they just don't have the confidence that they did do it right. So um, that's the ideal client, the one who knows and are, knows that they need the help and are willing to receive the help. It could be any age, any time, any place, but you have to be willing to acknowledge where you are.
0: Talk about raising capital to start your business. Now
1: that has been um, a challenge because once I, I launched the business in 2017 and of course it's, it was a brand new business, but there were, I had my first client in 24 hours because she said, I've been looking for this and she is still a client. Um, you know, every year she signs right back up, signs her daughter right back up, but um I ha- for people to recognize it's not it's not a nonprofit um, organization, and it's was fairly brand new right before the pandemic. It was very hard to for people to know what the business or organization was doing. It's not just your typical tutoring agency. I don't just do homework help. You answer a question and I say yes or no, that I'm really going in and diving in deeper. Um, using different testing strategies to find out where my client really is performing and then applying that to build them. So um, knowing the techniques, it was, you know, strange. And plus, I had to have statistics to show that it works. Um, then once the pandemic hit, of course, it caused um, an economic impact on a lot of people. And I lost some clients who couldn't no longer afford it. I was able to retain some who I was able to offer scholarships to or listen, you know, provide discounts. Um, But again, it was still under the fairly new umbrella that seeking for um, financial, you know, financial deposits or people who would like to say, hey, I would like to donate this so that you can offer more scholarships to those students that are in need. It was, it just was more of a struggle. So now coming out of the pandemic or learning how to live with the pandemic, um, I'm seeing it become a little bit more attractive to those um, individuals in order to receive donations and or for parents to sign up. Um, it's becoming back affordable. So I'm excited about that. And I've as well, been able to implement more scholarships from our organization side also.
0: Talk about one of your clients, and of course don't give any specific names or anything, but this client, it was um, such a success. And take us on that journey about that client and what makes that Um, story stand out and very profound?
1: Oh, man, I have so many to choose from because all of my clients are unique. Um, But the one that I would say is the greatest significance and impact. um, I had a parent, or she was a guardian, she's an aunt, that was raising her niece, and she needed she has an IEP, struggles, you know, classified as a special education student, but her aunt felt that she just needed the additional support um, and a study partner, um, someone who could encourage her and keep her on track and different things like that. So um, I worked with her from her 10th grade year. I think it was her 10th grade year. Yes, her 10th grade year, all the way up till she graduated high school. And she graduated at the top of her class uh, with honors. She received the full ride scholarship to her college um, in University of Cincinnati, um, a track and field scholarship. And she once the pandemic hit. Um, they closed down the schools, of course, So she went back home to San Diego and she enrolled in a junior college, did well. And she transferred into another university uh, and is doing really, really well, all because she has learned the skills that she needs in order to be successful. And that's what we worked on for those three years. Um, with, when we would work together three and four times out the week on all subjects. So that that proved to me that an IEP does not justify or does not or cannot um, label you to your limitations. Yes, you have a learning disability, but if you work hard, if you are diligent and if you have the support that you need in order to be successful, you will be successful. Is it a little bit more work? Yes. Does it take a little bit more time and effort? Yes. But is it worth it? Yes. So that that is just one of the many I could share with you, but I am the most ecstatic about her because she she had, just her family dynamics was impactful enough to steer her wrong. And she was able to turn all of that around and use that to propel her into her future.
0: Jessica, fill in the blank thank you pandemic because
1: the pandemic has shed light on where we are weak as a society as a nation in our education system so the things that we were able to escape by with or not actually have to think about in order to make a well-rounded education educational I guess solid foundation for our for our youth. The the pandemic shed light onto that, and we we always say that we're involving technology, involving you know different things to make our students well rounded. And the fact that we had to rely heavily on technology the last couple of years uh, with the pandemic showed that we actually did not involve the technology as. Well as we thought we were, so thank you to thank you pandemic for showing that because we we need to ensure that we are utilizing all of our resources well.
0: Jessica, speaking of technology, what is a technology tool or technology platform that is a must-have for managing your? I love Zoom. I love Zoom. Um, I use two different
1: platforms right now, Um, both utilizes Zoom. My Zoom was the first thing that I was doing, just everything was Zoom, Zoom, Zoom. But now I also use the platform Aotree, which is a LMS learning management system that allows me to um, have more of a database or classroom, virtual classroom-like setting that also, it uses Zoom and other different platforms with um within their system, but Zoom works the best because of the whiteboard feature, the share screen feature, and the easiness of the platform.
0: What is the best decision you have made as a leader? No.
1: Oh. The best decision I have made was taking a chance with myself. And, you know, sometimes we we are given a vision, we're given ideas, but we won't necessarily trust ourselves to carry it out or feel like we're adequate enough to carry it out or it's too big or you, you know, like you just can't seem to see yourself be successful and overcoming that and choosing to trust what is in me and what God has given me um, and allow my faith to be more of the activator than anything else was the best decision I feel that I could make as a leader because it has landed us here. And we are still thriving and still performing and still enlightening and still empowering and still making forward movement, so that's that's the best decision
0: I have ever made as a leader. Why would someone want to connect with you um, and your academy just to just to have
1: a sense of empowerment in whatever area? Uh, we have mentorship, we have co- life coaching. Um, programs. We have the educational program. We're building out additional programs that we hope to see come to fruition before the end of the year, just to encourage people to believe in themselves because that's really what it boils down to. Even when you're struggling academically, believing in yourself, believing that you can get it, believing that you can't understand it, believing that you can't achieve it, Um, empowering the person to Now know that, hey, I don't have to settle for this because I I can't do it, but I can choose to be that because I can do it. So that's why I would encourage others to seek us out just so they can feel more empowered.
0: And if someone was interested in connecting with your academy, what is the best way for them to connect?
1: We have um, a page on Facebook, First Class Learning Academy. Um, contacting me directly, the business number is 404-307-0782. We have a website, firstclasslearningacademy.com. We're on um, Instagram at first underscore first class underscore services, And that's the number one and not the first spelled out. Um, we're on LinkedIn. And um, just, we have WhatsApp. (laughs) Anyway, any way that you want to reach us, um, I work internationally as well. My WhatsApp number internationally is a Belize number, plus 501-654-5064. We try to make ourselves as reachable as possible. And me personally, I always allow myself to be touchable um i w- i would love to meet every single client talk to every single client potential client or just a person who just would like to ask a question um consultations we i give out free advice all the time you know 15 would what, ask whatever you can in the 15 30 minutes it's it's cost me nothing to share the knowledge because it's not about money for me it's about empowerment so all platforms um and we're trying to extend into even more TikTok, Snapchat, um all of them. We're trying to get onto all of them just so that we can reach as many as we can.
0: Speaking of questions, what is um the top questions you get asked in your queue?
1: How do you understand the alphabets in math that just don't make sense to me. And that's from the parents to the clients, to the students, to, to, you know, other educators that are not math teachers. I mean, that's the number one questions like, okay, I get it all the way up until they started adding the alphabets into it. How do you even, how does that even make How, how does that make sense to you? And why do you enjoy it so much? <laughs> Those are like my top questions. Like, how do you do it? And I, I must tell you, it's just a gift. Um, it's, it's an absolute gift. I, I just understand it.
0: Wow, Jessica, talk to a younger you. What advice would you give to a younger Jessica? Don't be
1: fearful of what the future will hold. Far as in with the success, um, you are purpose driven. You are smart. You are intelligent. It is a gift from God. Use it for the purpose. And don't be scared of it. Don't be scared of it. It's big, yes. But if you couldn't handle it, it would have never been given to you. So embrace it. Remain humble. And move forward. Pray always. And do what you love to do, enjoy life, enjoy it, enjoy it, enjoy it. That's what I would tell myself if I could go back
0: 15, 20 years. (laughs) That's what I would tell myself. There are so many brands and businesses that are dominating. What's a brand or business that's dominating that you admire? Oh, now that's a tough one
1: for me. Um I, I feel like there's a lot of good things happening out there, and a lot of people have a lot of empowering um businesses um I, I see them all the time, and I promise you there's not enough time in the day for me to go and support each of the ones that I have seen but one that has stood out to me the most uh is I've seen it recently it's called um Powerful, powerful. That's a t shirt. Um, instead of powerful, powerful. Um, meaning that you as a woman, you're powerful. Like remember that, internalize that. Um, and encourage yourself as women. You know, um I think sometimes I've been living in Belize for a couple of years since the pandemic happened, and I see how the women are more reserved they're not you know they're they're pretty much how we used to be in america uh back in the 1950s fighting for women's rights and things like that um but they so i'm like oh <laughs> you know so seeing you know encouraging us as women um Encouraging us to stand out there and be bold, and know that we have great things to offer our society, our community, our children. Uh, going out there and, you know, building, building legacies, and we, you know, we we can do so much more than just wash clothes and clean dishes and sweep floors and mop floors. Uh, yes, we're great at home management you know that's that's something that we've been blessed to have rearing children but we have a lot more to offer out there so when i saw that um brand powerful i said that's that's that speaks of volumes in itself so that's um one of the ones that stands out to me currently like that's the most
0: impressionable right now what have you not done in life that you dream about often, that you would like to do, traveling the world.
1: I, I, I I'm a dreamer of, you know, living in the different countries and um, experiencing the different ways of life and exposing myself to, you know, different views and tactics. Just. Soaking it all in, you know, and taking in the, the beautiful world because the world is beautiful, no matter how tainted it may be in some areas, politics or uh, music or social media. Whatever, the world itself is beautiful. It's a beautiful place and just wanting to take it in and learn as much as I can. Um, that's my dream. That's that's what I'm most I dream about all the time, Dubai, Africa, Antarctica, you know what I mean? Like every, like all these different places, Australia, Alaska, you know, like that's, that's, I I desire to
0: experience that. Who are your top two influencers in your life and what lessons did they teach you?
1: My top two, believe it or not, um, this may sound so cliche, but it's my parents. Um, both of my parents are very passionate about their children and making sure that we experience all that we desire to experience. And they, they offer, you know, solid advice, um, And insight and wisdom, you know, we can go to them about anything, all of our troubles, all of our cares, all of our fears. And, you know, they are grounded individuals. Um, They they further they further their knowledge and studies. Um, They they try to continue to build themselves and to learn and to grow. So, I mean, they they offer a lot back to us as their um offspring but to other people too like not just us they they give a lot of themselves to to others as well so they they have been my rock <laughs> and that their their advice has been proven to be good advice even if we don't want to take it or even if it doesn't feel or sounds good it has been proven to be true
0: Speaking of advice, what advice you wish you had followed? Um,
1: to not allow fear to control my actions. I wish I could have overcome the fear factor a lot sooner than I did. And you know, sometimes we are afraid of that leap or that jump. And I was afraid of the leap in the jump. I, I, like I ran from it. I ran from it. My first major is not even in education it's business management (laughs) because I literally was trying to, to run from it. My bachelor's is is in business management. I knew I still wanted to be able to operate a business and, and, you know, create it and formulate it. But, I did not want to do the part with the education. Um, I started off with that. My major was math, but I switched it. And um, later on, I went and I um, obtained my master's of education, specializing in teaching mathematics. But I, it took me like eight years to get there, eight, eight or nine years to get there. So um, I feel like that's time that I cannot ever get back and I could have been so much further had I overcome fear and that was the one thing that you know people would advise me all the time don't be scared of it just do it like Nike just do it that was big when I was <laughs> just do it you know so uh, that's that that's what I would say I wish I had listened
0: and how did you overcome the fear
1: I got tired of feeling miserable and feeling like I'm not happy and there has to be more to life than this. And why do I keep doing a search every single day over education and the school system? Why Why can't I get it out of my head? I I literally just, it it became so loud in my head. I quit my job to be honest with you, I quit my job and declared myself homeless for four months because I said, this is not, this is not it, you know, and I enrolled myself back into school and then I went back to work, but I I refused to, I refuse to allow that, that to be so loud in my head and I do nothing about it. So that's the route I went. I, I turned away from everything. I, I just, it just got too loud. It was, it was just too much. And my calling, my purpose was, you know, pulling me a lot more, a lot louder than you know just the misery. You get what I'm saying? The misery was. It was. I, I don't know if I'm making sense. Like the misery felt so uncomfortable, and the passion was so loud. That I felt more at peace, leaving the misery and following the passion i I hope I'm saying that in a clearer state
0: oh it's it's very real. that's real talk when you're talking about when your passion aligns with what it is you really love doing and being, mm-hmm. and you're ready to just say, "I don't want to just exist, but I want to live right, right. So talk about your zone of genius. What is your zone? of? (laughs) To be honest with you. Um,
1: Oh my gosh. My husband always says to me, is there anything you don't know? I read all the time. I, I take in all the time. I soak in all the time. Um, and I have this running joke and I tell my husband, I said, you know, I'm borderline genius, right? <laughs> but the reality of it is, it's probably true, but I, I know a lot of information about a lot of different subjects. And I can't even tell you how I even know that much information about the various subjects. I would have read it somewhere. I, you know, I have photographic memory. I... You know, I take in, I listen, even when it doesn't appear that I'm listening. Um, I learn from, you know, watching movies and TV and I look up things that, you know, if I don't know, if it seems interesting, I go to Google University and YouTube, um, college prep school all the time. And it's just, I I just soak in, I soak in and I soak in Um, and then I regurgitate it out. So, and, it, you know, and I, it's, it, I, my area of love is math, my area of love. And I, I would say that there is probably, you know, parts of math that I I would say I have to look up, but for the most part, I probably touched a lot of all of the maps. Um, and, but everything else, I, I know a little bit of everything about everything about all the other areas and when I when I reach something that I don't I just read it and then I do. So
0: Jessica if someone is seeking and they're listening and they want um, to find a learning academy for their child what advice would you give them if they're trying to find a qualified or a quality Learning Academy, what advice would you offer?
1: Um, I would offer them to check out their mission of the school, of the academy. What what is the goal? Um what is the what are they looking for the children to accomplish once they attend that school or that academy or that institution? Because all all of the platforms, um, organization, academy, institution, preparatory, um, Montessori, whichever ones you want to go to, they all have an, an aim, and it's they. Of course, you have the requirements. Um, you, you have to teach so many subjects, or you have to, you know, fulfill these standards under these particular subjects. But what are they doing for the overall child? For the overall person and if it does not align with what you want to see for your child or for your family or you know your belief system don't go there and i know it's kind of hard because we're zoned a lot of times we're zoned to go to a school um based on where we live and what we can afford but there are so many different opportunities and options out there that weren't so much there when I was growing up um that you don't have to be confined to just where you live you have the opportunity to now be in academies that could be hours away from you or don't even be in person you know it's strictly virtual you they can be homeschooled and you can you can still have just as much fulfillment as if you were in a public school, Um, just as much interaction and social, social learning and um, development skills the same way. So just look at that. What, understand, what do you want for your child? What do you want for your family? What do you, what are you trying to gain? What is your child interested in? Uh, Because a lot of times, we don't really consider what our children are really interested in. Uh, we just go off of, well, this is how we did it, and so this is what's the norm. But your child may not be a great learner at 7 o'clock in the morning going to first period. They may need to learn about 5 o'clock in the afternoon because that's when they're, they are the most wired to learn. Um, so we have to really understand the individuality of our of our children, uh, of ourselves. You know, some of us, we're just not wired to get up to go to work at 6 o'clock in the morning and fight traffic. But you you get me at 2 o'clock, I'll be there early and I'll stay late. You know, so you have to, you know, don't try to force something that isn't. You know, you have too many opportunities out here to be able to be feel well-rounded and to excel in your learning. Because that's what stunts us when we're growing up, when it seems too challenging and we feel like a failure. Nobody wants to feel that way, even if we can't articulate that. We don't want to feel like a failure. We want to feel empowered. So how do you feel empowered? Feel like you're doing something that's good, that gets you the praise. Well, what's going to get you the praise? (laughs) If you feel like you're moving in the direction That you find the most interesting. No you won't like every single thing. But if you have more pros than cons going. That will carry you through. So that's what I would suggest to. Anybody in search of. You know making a choice. um, And looking at. Opportunities. Have those conversations with your children. From a young age they will tell you. You can when you're watching them grow up. You will see it. What are they interested in theater, hair, you know, and put them into something that creates or evolves that, that part of them, allow them to experience that. Don't withhold it.
0: Jessica, I want you to talk to the parent and their child has fallen behind because of the pandemic and prior to the pandemic, their child was struggling and the parent just doesn't feel capable or have the capacity to help the child and they know the child is struggling. What advice would you give them? Oh.
1: Wow. Well, with that, uh, you most definitely... Just level with your child, first of all, and let them know that you understand. Okay, listen, I understand that you're struggling. And and ask them, what do you think will help you? And sometimes the children can't articulate what will help them the most. Well, I don't understand my teacher. Or I don't understand, like, this is just not making sense to me. And there's a lot of programs um, that's out there. Um, uh, that, you know, you can get free tutoring, um, you can, you know, get free assistance and I would encourage anyone, please call me because, you know, sometimes it's, I've, I've seen people change in one conversation, just, just having the understanding that someone is there to support them and they can reach out and, and call somebody if they need to. Um, because sometimes it's not even about you needing something continuous. Sometimes it's just you need someone who can level with you and who can understand that you're frustrated and you don't get it. You don't understand it. And to let them know they can stop trying to prove that they understand something that they don't understand. And it's okay to not understand. Um, And... Unfortunately, we are grade driven. You know, if you're not passing your class, that means you're doing something wrong. And that's not true. If you're not passing your class, that means you don't. Sometimes that means you don't understand what's going on and you need help. Um, And it's natural. If I don't understand a particular language, like I don't speak Japanese, I'm probably going to tune you out. While you're talking Japanese until you start speaking a language that I can speak and understand, it's the same thing when you're sitting in the classroom. If I don't understand what you're saying to me, I'm probably going to tune you out and I'm just sitting there until you start speaking to me in a way I can understand. I tell everyone specifically, math is like a language, you know. Slope, <laughs> where we would think of slope is like going down a hill, it means you know we're we're actually talking about a numerical figure here, you know, so. When we talk about range, we could be talking about the stove, but in math, we're talking about well, what's the distance on the y-axis? You you know, so it's like now I have to reprogram what all these words mean. And I just got out of English class and they told me that these words mean this, and now you want me to say it means something else. That's a lot. That's a lot, and we don't acknowledge that um often enough. And I tell all my clients, once you learn how to, you know, um, take in math or process math or comprehend math? You can now say that you're bilingual if you already speak two languages. Now you're trilingual because it's it's a completely different language. You know, when I start talking math topics to you know people in a room of people who don't talk math, they they <laughs> you should see it. It goes like Tweety birds around. Uh, And the eyes look like dears, like, okay, can you just say that in, in, you know, in in regular English? (laughs) So it's, you know, um, I would just encourage the parent to find, find an organization, find an institution, an academy, uh, an agency, anyone who you could latch on to, to encourage your child um, to... Just let's pick up where, what you know, celebrate the things that you already know and use that to build the things that you don't know. And you don't have to pay money for it. There are so many free programs out there. Dr. Richards it's I mean, it's crazy how many free programs are out there. Um, But, you know, sometimes that takes time too. Um, And you have to be consistent. You have to kind of monitor it as a parent. But you don't always have to pay for with the knowledge that you need. It's just taking the time, and like I said, call me. I don't care. I answer my phone all times of the day and all times of the night. Call me, and I would you know if it's a question or it's just a concept, I will help you that's 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 the simple part, but being consistent and you know, having the desire, that's the part that's the challenge.
0: And when you say that they can call you, what number should they connect with you on using what number? Um four zero
1: four three zero seven zero seven eight two or Facebook. I, I, I answer them all. The WhatsApp number, um, Belize plus five zero one six five four zero um six five four zero six five four i answer them all i answer them all um and i love it i i it it allows me i feel great when i do it it's it's i just love it so um and sometimes it's just you know a parent has a question that says hey how do i explain this to to my son or my daughter and you just teach them how to explain it. Sometimes it's educating the parents. And that's what m- one of my burning desires when I was in the education system itself, uh, working for a school, I always said, can we have parent classes? Can we teach the parents how to work with their children at home? And it's, you, you know, it's it's everyone understands that the parents are a major part of the education, but it's a challenge to get the parents to come up to the school to get the training, you know, and to the resources that it would take. So there was a lot of pushback for that, but I would, I, I'm, I really want to develop something where I can, it's like a parent university, not teaching you how to parent, but teaching you how to, you know, teach your children, how to work with your children in, 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 this field, you don't have to go to a college and get an educator's degree because half of what I learned had nothing to do with what I received from my from the institutions that I went to. Um, no matter how much they sit here and try to take credit for, but a lot of it came just from the experience and working with the students one-on-one and learning what has been consistent with all the students and what is unique and how do you determine that and how do you get that out of out of a person with just one encounter, you know, and you're with them every single day. So just teaching them what to look for, um, what to watch, what to monitor. I mean, I, th- I, I would love to develop that. It, and I probably will at, at one point, but that, I mean, I think that's the most crucial part is educating the parents on how to work with educating their, their children.
0: Talk about STEM and why it's so important for our children to be focused on a education that is with STEM. STEM.
1: Well, um, that is what most of uh, is that STEM is science, technology, English, and actually they start doing STEAM. They've added the arts in there and mathematics. It, and that's a that that's a fancy word or acronym that they're using <clears throat> um to say that these are the these are the areas that are leading our society but when you look at all of those areas, any job falls up under one of those categories and um you know they they i mean you could try to say well not a hairdresser yes that's an art you know, it's a creative way of expressing yourself. Um, well, not a banker. Yes, that falls up under math. Um, well, not a mechanic. Yes, that kind of falls up under the technology part. So all of it really falls up under those categories. Um, and it's. It impacts what I try to tell what I try to tell my clients is that. Not performing well in in math. Let's talk about math specifically. All of the jobs that are probably in the six-figure area, um, over $100,000 as an annual income, you're going to have to have some math. And if you can't perform well in math, then you won't ever really be given that job as an opportunity. Um, but that's, you know, so it's it's strengthening those areas so that you can capitalize on that area and now bridge into a higher pay grade. And it, that's what it really boils down to, um, you know, because if you have a, and I, I will probably, let me say this as well, and this probably would kind of go against what most people would think about me. I don't feel that you have to have a college degree to be successful. I have three plus other education outside of that. Um, But it's the nature of what I'm interested in and the purpose and the credentials that I need to prove, you know, the legitimacy of my knowledge. But I don't necessarily feel that you have to have a college education to, to be successful I feel that you have to know how to apply yourself and gain the knowledge necessary and the tools necessary in order to perform to the degree that you need to be successful. And you can obtain those, that knowledge and those tools any which way um, and build yourself. The fastest route may be through education or the fastest route may be through uh, who you have encountered or who you have worked for, or it may, you know, there's different ways to get there, uh, and you have to figure out your best path. Um, but far as in STEM or STEAM, it is it's a way to cultivate the importance of education, and I agree with that educating ourselves are important is important, and that that's the only way that we exercise our brain is when we learn. And grow and expand our minds. Otherwise, it's not being, edu- it's not being worked out, um, just like any other muscle in our body. But don't get caught up in the cliche of the STEM or STEAM theory. Um, you don't have to be railroad or roadblocked because you're you're not performing well you just have to recognize where your deficits are and be willing to work on them. Um, at any form or stage of life, I went to, when I first started going to college, I met this older gentleman like 94 years old at the time. And he was sitting in the same classroom that I was sitting in. And I, I was like, wait, I'm a freshman in college. And what are you doing? And he said, you can never get too old to learn. Um, you know, he had another theory behind it, but the, 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 the biggest part was you there is nothing wrong with learning. Keep educating yourself, keep growing, keep keep your mind worked out. Um and I think that's the that's the biggest overarching theme of the STEM steam theory. Exercise your mind in those categories because th- that's what floats That's what keeps us, you know, in balance. That's what, you know, we can all classify ourselves under which, under one of those categories, you know, and say, okay, I'm really more math based. I'm really more science based. I'm, I'm really more into the technology. I'm really more into the arts. And, you know, it's, it's just one of those things.
0: Jessica, if you conducted this interview, what is the one question you would have asked yourself? I want you to ask the question and answer it. I would have
1: asked myself um, do you see where do you see yourself five years from now and five years from now i i see myself in in multiple countries learning multiple institution institutionalized ways of teaching and creating a space intellectually that can pull all of the good things that every country is doing and create a create a space where you can really access all of that good and really glean from it and grow and learn and develop. We should all be unified, you know, because we all have a purpose here on, on the earth. And your purpose and my purpose does not contradict. I can tell anybody, all everything that I'm doing from... Part from the first part all the way down to the finish. And there is no way that you can recreate what I am creating because it's it's backed by the vision and purpose that God has given me. So when you go out and do the same thing, it's gonna attract those who are meant for you to attract because I can't work with a billion people you get what I'm saying? So I would love to, you know, connect with people and they can jump on board and do the same thing. You know, because I, I, I don't I don't I don't know what the competition is with, with different organizations and things like that anyway. There is too much room for that. Let's let's learn. Let's let's take the good. Let's work on fixing what's not so good and developing ways to combat that you know you can't get rid of all of the bad things but you can create a space where you can elevate it and you can nurture it and you can you know heal it so that it doesn't necessarily impact you negatively so that's what I would have asked myself if I was conducting the interview what where do you see yourself five years
0: We've come to the part of our interview, and it's called Rapid Round of Fun, and I'm going to ask you a series of questions, and I'd like you to give me very quick answers. If there's something you desire not to answer, feel free to say pass. Are you ready for the Rapid Round of Fun? Yes, ma'am. Your favorite color? Blue. Your favorite holiday? Christmas. Your ideal car? Tesla. Your first job. Cashier. The last movie you saw.
1: Um. Pass. I can't remember it.
0: You relaxed doing what? Nothing. <laughs> Your favorite singer or rapper. Michael Jackson. Your favorite dance song.
1: I don't have one.
0: What food do you eat every week, no matter what?
1: Fried chicken.
0: Your favorite month? June. Workout or hit the
1: couch? Combination of both.
0: Jessica Jones-Williams, thank you so much for joining us on Black Entrepreneur Experience Podcast. Before we let you go, why don't you share with the audience the best way for them to connect with you and feel free to leave all your social media handles.
1: Thank you so much for that opportunity. Um, again, I on Facebook, First Class Learning Academy or Jessica Williams. Um, you can search me directly. I, I'm, my Facebook is tagged San Pedro Belize, so that can kind of eliminate, you know, how many Jessica Williams out there. Um, LinkedIn. First Class Learning Academy, Jessica Williams again. Um, Instagram, First Class Services, Jessica Williams again. Um, phone number 404 307 0782. And my international WhatsApp number, uh, Belize plus 501 6540654. And
0: I believe that is all of them. Thank you, Jessica. That's a wrap. Thank you so much for the
1: opportunity. It was a pleasure.
0: Thank you.